When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Have you ever had the dream to start maybe a little business on the side of your full-time career, or even just go all in and start a small business of your own from home in your pajamas, (laughs) Um, but kind of get stuck because you have a million and five ideas? Yeah, I've been there. Or do you already have a business and it's rolling, it's rocking and rolling, but you've got a hundred million ideas ping-ponging around in your brain and you're trying to decide which one to actually plant your foot and go on and implement, whether it's ideas for your next offer or ideas for which direction to take your company. If you answered yes, I have also been there. You are not alone. And that is why today I am having a conversation with Rachel L. Proctor, and we are diving into how to find your best business idea, Um, really some criteria to be considering and some things to run all of your ideas through, filters to run your ideas through, so you can really make the most strategic and effective decision, especially when your passions begin to take over and you feel stuck and like you're spinning in circles. So we're going to dive into all things, how to find your best business idea today. But before we do, I wanted to tell you briefly, if you are trying to cultivate and create your uh, dream career or a career that really fits your lifestyle, I encourage you to check out Liberty University. Liberty is a sponsor of our podcast today, and they have an incredible online program with so, I mean, over a hundred thousand enrolled students in their online program is such a robust um, program that they've built on the internet. And It allows you to further your education and gain the skills you might need to gain for the business you want to start or the career you want to build from the comfort of your home. They also offer residential programs, but if you are like me and building a home and cultivating a career and a really busy person and potentially in your 20s or 30s, past college age years, and you really just want to further your education and start equipping yourself with skills and knowledge and um education to step into a career that really fits your lifestyle or build the business you've been dreaming of, I would highly recommend you check out Liberty, check out their online program. If you want to check it out, just go to liberty.edu slash she, learn more about what Liberty has to offer and how it might be a transformative tool and resource for your career as you are in the building stages, okay? Or maybe making a shift or a change. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Rachel Proctor all about how we can find our best business idea. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Rachel, welcome to She. 
Hey, thanks for having me, Jordan. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I am thrilled to get to talk about this. You know, this is a conversation. This topic we're going to be digging into today is something that I'm often asked about. We have a lot of multi-passionate, multi-interested, hardworking women in this community. And we talk a lot about, you know, the concept of feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I want to do or what I want to focus on. There's often I, I talk about how we don't always lack opportunities. And instead, sometimes we feel like there's just an endless list of options. And so we're going to dig into all that today. But first, I would love if maybe you can share a little of your background and your story. We'd love to just get to know you as a person and how that's led to what you do now. Sure. So I am, uh, I'm an online educator, kind of like, I guess, the, the, a business coach, <laughs> if you would say. But I come from an entrepreneurial family. So my dad was both a pastor and he was a businessman. So mm-hmm. I kind of had the best of both worlds growing up in the church, as well as growing up working in business with my family. Yeah. I can literally remember being like 13 years old, standing in my dad's office, learning how to make a payroll. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> So entrepreneurship has been something that has been like literally all of my life. Um, And so that's why I'm super passionate now with helping people to get into business and to really live out their dreams through the vehicle of entrepreneurship. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of how I got here. Um, albeit lots of trials and errors. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, even even with even with having the exposure at such a young age, like literally went because we we start we have a brick and mortar business, so we have a school here in Dallas, and hmm. um, breaking over into the to the online space was like a total you know totally mm-hmm. different world. So lots of trial and error there, but yeah, that's why I'm super passionate about helping women, especially to get into the, to the entrepreneurial space. Yes. I love it. I share your passion, my friend. I think this is going to be a great conversation. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. So here's the thing. I want to just dig right into the questions that I know everyone's asking in their own brains, whether they're consciously asking them or just kind of noodling on them in their subconscious. But you know, many times when starting out in business and I've experienced this myself, so we're just going to go there. We have a lot of ideas. And I'm sure that you've been in that place too. I would love to know how you would suggest or what your advice is when it comes to how do you narrow down and really pinpoint what it is that's right for you to do? It's so easy to look to the right and to the left and be like, ooh, so-and-so's got a great idea. And you know, she's doing something really cool over here. And oh, I could do that. you know. And then we just kind of get stuck in this place of thinking of all the things and all the ideas, but never really planting our foot and going on one. And so would love to know any advice you have when it comes to narrowing down and pinpointing the right idea. Sure. So I kind of have an unpopular opinion about this whole thing, because that's probably as a business coach, that's probably the number one question I get is because like you said, we never have a shortage of ideas. Mm -hmm. And usually what people will say is, oh, you need to just pick the thing you're passionate about. Like the thing that you would do, (laughs) do if you didn't get paid Mm -hmm. for it. Like what is the thing you would do? But oftentimes what I've seen, especially now is like that a lot of the things we're passionate about won't actually get us paid. Right. Yep. So I always say that when we talk about picking our business idea or sometimes people say, well, I can't find my niche, right? I think your niche will find you when Mm. you really drill down into like what specific results can you actually get for somebody? Because Mm -hmm. that's all you're really doing in business is you're solving problems for people. So what actual result can you actually get for somebody? And I think when you are honest about that, all the times it may not necessarily be something you're passionate about. Sometimes it is. If it is, that's great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of times we have to do those things that that can help us to uh, finance the 
finance being able to do the things we're passionate yes. about, right? Yes, you are like speaking my heart. Keep going. <laughs> no, it's so true because this is something that I run into a lot because I have, a, I don't know about you, but I work with a lot of big hearted women and women who want to change the world and influence and impact and inspire and use their stories and all of these things and, sh- and step into what they're passionate about. But I just, I totally agree with you. It's kind of, um, it's really feel good advice, like chase your passions. But I've had to really kind of pivot messaging into, but pair it with what's profitable. Like you don't have to monetize all your passions because half of them probably aren't even monetizable. Um, right. And you can actually weave them into the thing that's profitable. I think some of the best brands or, or personal brands are those who do something very specific, very profitable, but weave in things that they're personally passionate about, although they may not monetize those. They may just be elements of their brand that kind of round out the personality. It doesn't have to be that you, you know, only do what you're passionate about. It doesn't, I don't know. So I, I love that you shared that. I think that's such practical advice that we're not hearing enough and that we need to be hearing. Yeah, because and you're you're in the same place I'm I'm in. Like literally I mean, like I would say and I and I could be reaching right here, but like <laughs> it feels like like the majority of the people that approach me or that feel like, Oh, I wanna be a coach or I wanna do this and I'm like, Well, what do you want to coach people on? You know, like what's your thing? Oh, I just wanna help people find their purpose. And I'm mm-hmm. like, What does that actually even yep. mean? How like are you your doing your that? purpose, like that's literally above our pay grade, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like to help somebody find their whole life passion. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like what is the thing that you know without a doubt? I always put it like this. Like, what is the thing that you know if you couldn't get paid before you got them a result? Like, what is the thing you feel so confident in your ability to actually deliver that if you didn't get paid until you did it, like you could do that thing in order to get paid? Like, mm-hmm. it needs to be that specific in terms of like the thing when we talk about what business that you would actually build on that thing. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Amen. I'm just going to say, everyone just rewind, listen to that again, because <laughs> that is so true. No matter what you're a fan of, Texas has the trip for you. There's the trip to Texas and the trip. Or maybe you're the kind of fan who'd prefer a trip to Texas or a trip. Either way, go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. I mean, I, I, that's why I say big hearted women who want to make an impact or, or they look at women and, and let, I'd love if you could speak into this, like talk to this woman, let's call her Sally. Sally is looking at someone she admires or she's followed online who started with a business that was super specific. But then that, that person who started with a super specific small business was then able to evolve over time as their community grew, as their businesses grew into more of what I would call like a thought leader or a little bit, they were able to take their brand broader. And so when they're looking at someone like that, they go, oh, I want to influence and inspire people like that too, by sharing stories and writing inspirational content and being kind of like this general life coachy kind of person. And they aren't realizing that that person didn't start with being able to be a little bit broader like that and a little bit more wide reaching. They started and they grew something that was very specific. I would love if you can maybe walk her through like, okay, if I'm looking at where someone is that's 5, 10, 12 years into their journey and at a place I'd eventually like to be, what does that process kind of look like for me? Um, how do I need to shift my mindset to thinking I want to do exactly what she's doing now because I'm not at that place? Does that make sense? It it totally does. Um, it totally does. And and you really you really kind of summed it up for Sally, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's you've got to be okay with like starting small, and, and a mm -hmm. lot of it is just completely like mindset work, right? There's no business strategy that you can really put into place because I can give you a business strategy, but if you don't have the belief system to go along with it, like you may implement it and do it for a little while, but you're not going to keep it up. You're not going to be consistent. So it's about a lot of times shifting our mindset to not be afraid to be seen at the starting line. Yeah. Because a lot of times, Jordan, like we quit because we try to start at the place we're designed mm -hmm. to finish at. And so that causes a lot of people that really could do a lot of good in the world to either put their stuff out there, then, then retract it back, right? Or mm -hmm. just never put it out there at all because they don't want to be seen at this 
you know, this place that we feel like people are judging, I, you know, maybe we feel people are judging us or just, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but it's totally a mindset thing to where we have to say, okay, this is my journey. I'm starting. And this is the place that I'm starting at, but we totally have to realize, and this is for you, Sally, like if you, you totally can help somebody to get like massive results in their life, even at the level you're at now. Mm-hmm. So a way that I like to kind of illustrate it in my a lot of my friends call me like the the illustration queen because I always <laughs> have like an illustration for everything. It's kind of like if you're a five on a scale of one to ten, then your focus is one, two, three, and four. Mm. A lot of times we're we're a five and we're trying to focus on six, seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten because that's kind of like the area that looks super sexy, right? Yeah. Um. And so you know, can I say sexy? Can yeah, girl. <laughs> Yes. (laughs) Judgment free zone. No, I didn't know. Um, We're not that uptight. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Just checking. But um, yeah, so like we're looking at all of that because that's like the super stuff, super glamorous stuff Mm -hmm. that makes it to Instagram and people that have these perfectly curated feeds and they're kind of, like you said, at that level, but they've been in the game like literally 5, 10, 15 years, some of them. And we don't see that. Yeah. But we don't realize that like even as the only thing technically, in my opinion, that makes you an expert or somebody that can lead other people to a result is that you have to know more than the people that you're teaching. Yeah. Like you have to literally be just that a few steps ahead of them mm-hmm. in order to guide them. And we forget that, you mm-hmm. know, like we forget that because we get so focused, like you said, on other people and you know, what they're doing, right? Yes, yes. Oh, 100%. And, you know, this is something where um, I think it can be so hard because when we, like we live in this Instagram world now in this social media world where we see business owners who also then sometimes grow communities to the point at which they also then turn into either authors or influencers or speakers or podcasters and they grow their brand beyond a specific business. Um, and they're able to have multiple lanes. But I always go back to the beginning of my journey because I'm I'm at a place now where I have this brand architecture and we've got different arms of our overall company that do completely different things. One is an education arm and another one is a product line. They serve totally different avatars. And we know that and we're very specific on that. But when I first started, I didn't have multiple arms and like a broad personal brand and speak on stages. Like I was literally selling hand-lettered art and it was for a very specific type of person. And I always try to remind people of that because sometimes I'll have women come to me and say like, well, I want to do what you do. And I'm like, great, start selling something really specific. And then you can slowly add to it over time as you kind of establish that, you know? And I I always want to clarify that because I think it is so easy to look at where someone is, like you said, you want to be at step eight, but you need to start at step one. And that always starts with something specific and something niche. So thank you for that. I'm so glad that we went over that because I, I know it can be such a frustrating thing. And it's like, ah, oh, but I want to be where I want to be. <laughs> and it's like, well, if yeah. you, you have to take the steps to get there. Absolutely. And I think it comes with like, what you're saying is, you have to honestly understand, like, what is my business model going to be? Mm-hmm. Like, because there's a big difference between like, what influencers do, influencers are doing and kind of like what I'm doing, which is online mm-hmm. education, like completely different business models, completely different approaches, mm-hmm. completely different KPIs. Like it's a whole, they're completely different world. Yeah. And a lot of times if you don't really understand the basics of business, mm-hmm. you'll just think everything is the same and you'll apply this blanket approach to yes. it. And you're, 
and you just got to understand, okay, what's my business model going to be? Like, what is my end game and who am I trying to reach? And what's the vehicle that I'm going to use to actually reach it? Mm -hmm. So it kind of goes back to what you said in the beginning, like, how do I find my idea? But even with the idea, it's kind of like, okay, what's the vehicle that I'm going to use to actually get me there? Mm, Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's clarify this terminology around vehicle can you Mm -hmm. can you explain when someone's trying to decide what vehicle they're going to use to get them there um are you saying in terms of like is that through a a service business is that through a product business is that through more of like an influencer model is that more through like affiliate marketing can you kind of break down what some of those vehicles may look like absolutely so yeah you you named a few of them that kind of are kind of like what we see a lot now in mm-hmm. the online space so it's kind of like the influencer model mm-hmm. when we talk about in terms of even how we use our social media right so a lot of times and and I'm not I don't use the influencer model so I'm by no means an expert on it but in terms of just looking at what they focus on mm-hmm. in terms of like looking at how step individual posts are performing mm-hmm. or looking at actual affiliate income. Like this introduces a lot of different things into the picture when we talk about what influencers are doing mm-hmm. versus somebody who may be in my space, which is the online education space. And they're literally creating their very own maybe framework or system yep. that they're using um, to actually, again, get people to a result, but they're more in the teaching and training space mm-hmm. to actually get people to do something while influencers are using just that their influence to mm-hmm. get people to actually do a certain thing or to take a certain action, which may be to buy a product or to um, buy a ticket to an event or just, you know, something mm-hmm. to that degree. Yeah. So it's, it's about looking at those and, 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 and it takes some research, right? Mm-hmm. I think you need to look at, okay, what is out there in terms of that. But I think also it comes with looking at, okay, what works well with my personality mm-hmm. and and the space I feel most comfortable in, in terms of delivering that ultimate result that I want to get from my audience. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad. Thank you for differentiating it that way. That's really helpful. I think to think of it in two completely, they're both business models because you're self-employed in each, but there are different ways of going about it. And then I would also add from my perspective, I feel like there's a hybrid of the two um, Uh that I would put into like, I don't know if thought leader is the right word because I think in both you can be a thought leader. I would call it like kind of more the author model, I guess, where as an author, you're using your influence to share a message, right? And to share your words. But then and you can do some of those, I guess, affiliate type things without necessarily making that your main thing. And then you can also have a business where you where you have programs or you have um, products or other things. So it's kind of like you can also create a hybrid of both. But I wouldn't suggest starting with a hybrid of both. Like I didn't start with a hybrid of both. I started with a small business and zero influence, you know, so I think that is just helpful to be thinking about because what I was sharing earlier that I get a lot of questions about is there's a lot of women who are like, I want to start with both. I want to be an influencer and I want to have a business and I want to write books. And it's like, whoa, reel it back. You know, so understanding there's almost these two ways you can go about doing this online. And then there is a slight hybrid that can happen later on when you get further along. Getting to that place and understanding that I think is really, really helpful for making a decision and saying, what fits my personality best? What fits my desires best? Where do I want to go? And therefore, I need to pick which path I'm really going to start out on. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Okay, so let's switch gears here a little bit. I would love to know how this is a slightly different question, but I think it's relevant. Um, 
Well, I think the first thing I want to ask is what are some steps that we can take to get to the dream job that we hope to create, likely by starting our own small business, while also making money doing it? We talked about this a little bit where maybe the dream is something that doesn't seem as practical. Um, Can you give us just a couple steps of like, what does this actually look like to maybe start with something a little bit more practical and profitable and then use that kind of to get us closer to where we want to be that may not seem as quickly profitable? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think that m- most people um, are starting, like I said, there a lot of people are still working a full-time job. Of course, they're not able to just fully launch into something in terms mm-hmm. of just these uh, starting a business or whatever that thing is for them. But I think that it kind of goes back to what I said earlier in terms of looking at exactly what do I have that I could leverage to turn into a business. And it's about getting clarity on that because a lot of things that introduce itself when we even kind of put our intentions into the world, right. To do this, to do this different thing, to start this entrepreneurial endeavor is like the imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. or just lack of confidence or feeling like what we have isn't enough. Mm -hmm. And so I always say the first place, especially when you want to start this business is to always look at kind of like, what are my results? What, what am I doing right now in my current job that I can actually like use? Like what skill sets are transferable into a new business? And again, it's not going to always be those things that we feel super, um, you know, passionate about or, you know, the feel good things, Mm -hmm. but like, what are the tangible hard things that I can get somebody a visible result in Mm -hmm. and kind of make what I call keep yourself like a results vault. Mm-hmm. of like all of the things that you could actually do and build a business on. Yeah. And then I always recommend before you start building a business or a product to start building community around like, again, those things that you are familiar with and that you know that you could get a result with or that maybe you have an experience that you can share and start building some form of like a community, whether that, of course, and now would be ideally online. Mm-hmm. To start creating conversations because the second thing that you have to have once you have those results is you absolutely need to know, okay, now what is going to be the profitable idea? And you know that by looking at, okay, well, what is my audience, the people that I'm building this community around that have a lot of the same issues or a lot of the things in common, what are they actively and urgently seeking for solutions on, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. how can I take the things that are in my results ball and intersect with those things that they're actively seeking solutions for, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because people have a lot of problems, but it doesn't mean that they're always going to pay you for it. Yeah. So they may be, they may have these problems, but they may not be urgent or they may not be pressing enough to where they're willing to spend money on it or to actively buy anything to help them get, you know, an answer to that problem. So mm-hmm. you got to figure out what are my results and how can I intersect that with what people are actually looking for in my community? Yeah. Because your community is where you're going to get that feedback from, right? right. And those are going to be the people that are generally going to prove over time as they begin to know, like, and trust you more. That Those are going to be the people that are probably going to be your first clients mm-hmm. and your first customers to actually buy your product. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. All right, you guys take notes of that. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. That was awesome. Okay. So now I want to know, um, what are some key factors when, or some key, I guess, lessons when it comes to, or when we're trying to turn our, our dream job into profit? And you kind of covered this a lot when it comes to steps, but I would love to know if there's like, is there some things that we can, 
be thinking about in terms of, okay, we're listening to our community. We're trying to think through solutions. What if we find that there's three or four options? Do you have like a a thought? I mean, I have a thought on this, but I'd just love to hear from you. Do you have like something that a tool or a question to ask that helps somebody evaluate like, okay, these three options could all be viable, but this one is the one I should go with. Do you have any thoughts on that? Again, yeah, I think one of the things that one of the first things that popped up for me because I've been at that place and even this year, like with COVID-19, right? It's Mm -hmm. like you have an audience and sometimes we forget that our audience is changing and growing as well. Like even as we're growing and we're changing, Mm -hmm. like our audience is doing the same thing. And so for me, I think an answer to that question is one of the things that I had to do this, especially this year with COVID-19 and just all of the things that happened and how people were having to really pivot super quickly Mm -hmm. was I had to get a handle on what my audience needed from me right now. Mm -hmm. Like in this moment, like, what do you need from me right now that I could actually deliver? Because, you know, I was delivering um, you know, you know, a certain, a certain type of thing. So I was working with like a lot of veterans that were in brick and mortar or that were trying to start certain types of businesses. Mm -hmm. But when we saw the change, you know, with COVID-19, a lot of those same clients were in need of like tech support. Like they just Mm -hmm. didn't know how to like bring a lot of the things they were doing on brick and mortar, you know, online. So it's kind of like, okay, what do I know how to do that I can help them with right now in this moment? Again, the urgent thing that they need. Mm. And so I think to kind of answer your question, it's kind of like, okay, you're faced with those things. But again, it goes back to building that community and talking to them and just seeing like, what do you guys need from me right now? And let that kind of be the the deciding factor on what to focus on first. This is why you guys listening, this is why we talk a lot about the importance of building an engaged community, even if it's not huge, because that is literally your sounding board. Like that's where you're going to get answers and clarity. Clarity doesn't just come from thinking about our ideas all day long and noodling on everything. It comes from asking questions and taking action, you know? So just a quick reminder there, I, just to follow up, I, I, I think that's so important. And I kind of really just wanted to double ask it in a different way because I wanted to really drill that home because sometimes we need to hear things multiple times in multiple ways for it to really settle Uh in. And I think this is an area we can get really stuck. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Um, Another question that we get asked a lot, and I would love your input on this. Um, it's slightly different from clarifying what, what our most profitable idea is, but I think it still really relates to the idea of either starting a business or starting a new arm to our business, whatever that looks like. Um, one question I think a lot of women wonder is like, okay, how can I remain true to myself and my values while also making money. Like, I don't want to just feel like all I'm doing is chasing the profit or the dollar sign. I know this is a money mindset issue that we talk a lot about in my community, but I would love if you can share your thoughts on how does a woman who is maybe isn't really naturally money driven, but also knows that in order to have a business, it needs to be profitable. Um, what are your thoughts on that? How can we remain true to ourselves and what matters most and, and our values and not lose sight of what we're ultimately working for? while also focusing on the the dollars and cents and being responsible and good stewards of the money side of things. So there's there's this there's this illustration <laughs> that <laughs> I, I use for this perfect it's a to me it serves as a perfect illustration because again I work with a lot of women that are in heart-centered places, mm-hmm. right? So they don't necessarily feel good all the time about 
taking people's money for services because it's like mm-hmm. things, either things they love to do or things that come natural for them or things they're very good at and skilled at. And so sometimes they really struggle with that. But there's this thing that I call, it's called kind of like the tour guide versus the travel agent in terms of like the mindset mm-hmm. that you need to take in terms of staying authentic to who you are, but also positioning yourself to simply become a resource for your audience. Mm. And so you have tour guides and you have travel agents. And so travel agents, when we think of them, even just now, it's kind of like they're people that are sending their clients places that they themselves have often never been themselves. So when you get to the place they sent you to, a lot of times you still run the risk of getting lost or not knowing your way around because they just sent you there. Nobody's there with you to help you to know your way around in that new place that they they sent you to. They sent you to mm-hmm. and you have your tour guides, which when we've had, we've all probably had awesome tour guides when we've been on trips and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Your tour guide is literally the person that's there with you on the journey. Right. So they're the person that is out front leading you through that place because they've been there time and time again. So they can show you the shortcuts. They can show you the way around. They know the history of that place. Mm -hmm. So again, they can tell you kind of how to fast track your way through it, the places to avoid and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so my advice is always look at it and approach it with the mindset of becoming a tour guide for your audience. Mm -hmm. Because Because you've been to that place time and time again. A lot of times we have these experiences in life and we don't know why God has allowed us to go through it. And a lot of times we don't look at those experiences and those things that have allowed us to develop these different skill sets or mm-hmm. just these systems a lot of times that we've developed by getting ourselves out of certain situations. We don't look at them as a gift, but they totally are mm-hmm. because they allow you to become that tour guide. And generally speaking, our audiences are just generally previous versions of ourselves. When mm-hmm. we talk about the people that we're called to really serve authentically. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it that way, you're just simply positioning yourself to become a resource. And when your audience sees you as that resource, you become valuable to them. And a lot of times they have no problem paying you for for that, for your information or for for the things that you offer at that point. And it becomes a natural flow mm. of give and take. Mm. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. Be a tour guide, not a travel agent, right? That's my takeaway. From right. <laughs> it's huge. That's a really helpful way to think of it. Really think you position yourself as a guide and as a guide who's helping somebody. I think, um, Donald Miller of StoryBrand, he often talks about the importance of positioning yourself as a business owner as a guide and your client is the hero. Whereas oftentimes in marketing and things like that, we often think we need to be the hero. We need to come in and save the day for them and solve their problem. When in reality, if we can position themselves as the guide who's helping them be the hero of their story and solve the problem themselves, we're going to get better results and we're going to serve that, that role a little bit better. So just kind of adding to that thought. But um, Mm -hmm. one last question that I'd love for you to answer for me is, is there maybe one absolute thing or one thing that you would advise your students and our listeners not to do when it comes to starting a business and making it succeed? I would say, and I think I feel like I sound like a broken record with this, but just never try to start a business on results that you've never gotten for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we see other people starting all these businesses and we see their success and we think, okay, let me just try to duplicate that. Mm-hmm. But again, never try to start a business on anything that isn't authentic to you or that you haven't been able to get results for yourself or someone else in. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, that, that when we do, to me, when we do that, it introduces 
more room for, like I said, the imposter syndrome and just the fraud. And again, especially when you're starting businesses in the online space, a lot of people's antenna are up. And so, you know, our audiences and the market is getting more sophisticated and they can smell a fraud a mile Mm -hmm. away. You know, I hate to use the word fraud, but like, you know, like just do things that are authentic to you, things that you know how to do well. And when you do that, you become more confident in your business and you become a better business owner and you become, again, a better resource to your audience. Yes. Amen. Everyone. Yes, please just write that one down too. Don't do things that you haven't either gotten results for yourself on or someone else on. And I would love to follow up that question with someone may be listening and being like, well, I haven't got anyone results. I don't know what I would do. What would you say to that person? Well, chances are you probably have gotten results. Well, I would say a lot of times it may not be that you've gotten results for someone else, Mm -hmm. but maybe you've gotten results for yourself. And a lot of times it takes a lot of reflection because Mm -hmm. we just don't think about it because, you know, we, we, again, the things become natural to us are a lot of times the things that really have made us that, that we can use that are valuable have been sometimes painful things, right? Mm -hmm. They've been painful situations and we try to forget them. But again, we don't look at those situations like the gift that they can be for us in terms of, again, positioning ourselves as a tour guide for, for those previous versions of ourselves. Mm. And so you've got to really take a, a moment to reflect. And this is, this will take time. You know, it's not just like, okay, I'm going to sit for a 30 minutes, an hour, or, you know, mm. on my way to work, think about it. Like really sit down and think about those kind of defining moments in your life. I look at life kind of like looking like a movie playing out, right? Like what were those big moments and climactic moments in your life that actually change, maybe change the trajectory of your life. So I always say, look at this example. Maybe you got out of a toxic relationship or maybe you got yourself out of debt, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. what was the system and what you went through? Mm -hmm. So look for the, look at those moments that literally changed the course of your life or really changed how you, your outlook on life or maybe some, some sort of a life altering thing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find the right kind of like words for it, but it's kind of like those moments and look for the system and what you went through. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you did it for someone else. Like Mm -hmm. look at what you've done for yourself and the results you've gotten for yourself, because you generally are your first testimonial Mm -hmm. when we talk about business. Hmm. That's very true. That is so true. That's why I always encourage people to think through like what trials and triumphs have you overcome and which of those require like what skills did it require you to either have or acquire in order to overcome those the, those things in your life and right, which of those right. things that you've overcome might somebody pay you to help them overcome, right? And think of it that way or like what problem have you solved in your life that others may have may pay you to help themselves. So I love that. I really appreciate that input. Um, Gosh, this is so good and so rich. Where can everybody find you if they would love to learn more from you or just keep in keep in touch and, and follow your journey? Sure. So um, one of the easiest places, of course, you can hit me up on my website. That's rachelloproctor.com. But I'm super, super active over on Instagram. And that, again, is at Rachel L. Proctor. So you can find me there. I You can DM me. You know, I always respond to my DMs as long as they're relevant. <laughs> <laughs> um, make sure I add that in there. But um, yeah, super. I, I love communicating. I love chatting it up with you guys, especially about all things, you know, life, love and business. So yes. you can find me there. I love it. Well, I just looked up your Instagram. And I love that you said Marketplace X Ministry on your bio, because that is 100% how I approach this whole thing, too. So I love it. 
Awesome. 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 Well, Rachel, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for being on and for just really giving us so much um, guidance on how to sift through some of our big ideas and start thinking about this a little bit more practically and strategically. It's a huge uh, passion of my heart to do as well. And I just really appreciate your time, your wisdom, your effort, and all that you are doing for women online. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks for having me. It's been so fun. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours.